0: my soul is, in him comes my salvation
1: the invitation this morning is to open your Bible with me to open first to psalm 89 and verse 14. And secondly, and I'll read these back to back, secondly is the book of Habakkuk, chapter 3 and verse 2, Psalm 89 and verse 14. Justice and judgment are the habitation of thy throne. Mercy and truth shall go before thy face. And this passage illuminates two aspects of God. The one is judgment, the other is mercy. He is a God of judgment, and also he is a God of mercy. Habakkuk 3 and 2. O Lord, I have heard thy speech and was afraid. O Lord, revive thy work in the midst of the years. In the midst of the years make it known. In wrath, remember mercy. And that last portion. In wrath, remember mercy. My subject this morning that I'm going to present to you is a storm is coming. A storm is coming. We all we know that uh, Jesus taught using parables. And he would present eternal truths to the people using the circumstance of every day, daily occurrence. And he would u- use those very familiar occurrences to teach the people eternal truths. For example, he would use the parable of the sower, something they were familiar with. And he would then open up the kingdom of God to them using the sower, went forth to sow. He also taught them about the importance of a foundation. Uh, One person built on sand, another person built on the rock. And the difference between the two when the storm came. In the miracles of Jesus, he, for example, in the miracle of turning the water into wine, the first recorded miracle of Jesus, and the importance of this miracle is the the, uh, supremacy of his word. There was a need. They had run out of wine at a wedding, and yet the circumstance did not hinder the word. The word was more powerful than the need that they had and so therefore turning water into wine is not so important just the water and the wine what is really important about this great miracle is that the lord demonstrated that his word can make a way where there appears to be no way so we use this expression all the time he will make a way where there is no way we sing this we delight in singing that. I'll not sing it for you right now, but we do sing that. Now, last Wednesday, last Wednesday afternoon, this is probably about three thirty in the afternoon, we experienced a tremendous storm here on Saint Joseph Island. I was observing the weather forecast earlier, and I saw that there was a forecasted uh, forecast. They were forecasting a thunderstorm. And it was forecasted as a very severe one. So I went online and looked at the radar, and I had not uh, observed a picture like that before on radar. It was a long line, solid red, appeared to be approaching quickly. I was at the Key Christian Center. I packed everything up quickly, and I went home. I was home for about perhaps 10 minutes. We could hear the rumbling in the distance as it approached. And then it struck, it hit about 3.30 in the afternoon. Damage was widespread. The most damaging winds occurred over a period of perhaps 10 to 15 minutes. The power immediately was lost. And at our home, the power was out for seven hours. Many parts of the island, the power was out for a much longer period of time. It took two days for my son Gary and myself to clean up all the damage. That would be the damage at at our home and also the damage at the Kiwadan Christian Center. Two solid days of work, and I might say that Gary is a very dependable worker. Or it may have taken three or four days, but since he takes after his mother and is such a dependable worker, we were we were able to do it in uh, two days. It was devastating. The storm. What I want to share with you today is the lessons that can be learned. There are always opportunity to, there's always opportunity to learn lessons. and I'll share a couple of them with you this morning. I'll share two. There were so many examples. We had numerous trees fall. We had numerous circumstances where after it was all said and done, after it was all over, Uh, we could not, it would be impossible to believe any other explanation for the lack of damage, serious damage, than the protecting hand of the Lord. And I believe that on the basis of a great deal of evidence, but I'll share a couple of those pieces of evidence with you this morning. The one involves a shed behind our home, And this is a shed slash schoolhouse. Now, I I use it as a shed. I've used it as, as a shed in the about 34 years that we've lived there. And yet before that, that building was formerly used as a schoolhouse here in the early days of St. Joseph Island. It's a fairly large shed. And it was moved by the previous owner from a distant location on this island to this location where we now reside. And so I'll refer to it this morning as a shed, formerly used as a schoolhouse. So there's quite a bit of history in this building. The second one, the second lesson I'll share with you today, is the account of Greer's flowering crab. Greer's flowering crab. And I'll describe that a little bit more in just a moment. One thing we observed is that a storm like this exposes weakness. It doesn't so much cause it, but it exposes it. And the weakness may be a natural formation. For example, I'm talking about the damage to the trees. There may be a natural formation or something deformed in in the way the tree grew that caused a weakness there. Maybe a disease in the tree. Maybe an infestation of insects. All of these things we observed. Some of them we couldn't see ourselves. Just looking at the tree, you could not see the weakness that was there. But the wind will find it. And the wind found a lot of weakness. Life is like this. Right now, we are seeing lives falling, being damaged, going through a tremendous amount of disturbance and and difficulty because of the winds of ideology now that are blowing among and within our society. And these are causing already a great deal of damage. But I must say this morning that a greater storm is coming. In fact, greater storms are coming. We will see... As we move into the immediate future, we will see a succession of storms, societal storms, not just natural storms now, but there is a parallel between the natural and the spiritual and the, the circumstances that occur within our society. And so I'll share the story of Greer's tree. Greer is my sister-in-law. She passed away. She left us about four months ago. She lived in a small home on the Kewaden Christian Center property. It's a home owned by the Kewaden Christian Center. And Greer lived there for probably about 15 to 20 years, very close in that area. Four months ago, she she left us after a fairly short uh, illness, subsequent to her to her departure my wife and i thought it would be a good idea for us to plant a tree a memorial tree if you like and pat went and purchased a flowering crab beautiful it would be about 8 feet tall standing straight beautiful looking flowering crab brought it home and i decided where i would plant this tree i looked at the property over and i said i think that spot right about there and so I dug the hole and I planted the tree. To protect the tree from the deer, I I put in some steel posts around, four steel posts, and I placed deer netting around on these uh, steel posts to discourage the deer because I, I'm given to understand that deer like flowering crab as well. So there it is, beautiful tree. We admired it. We thought it was great. We sent up pictures of it to some of our friends and now the storm came on Wednesday afternoon. Several trees just immediately to the west of the place I planted this tree fell. And when I returned to the Kuwaitan later on Wednesday afternoon I saw this tree, the top of it was right up against this little tree that I'd planted as a memorial tree for Greer. I went down and explored. Uh, looked at it more closely. I saw that the tree had split the netting, the deer netting had been broken by the tree. There were fragments and branches, little small fragments and, of branches from the tree that had embedded themselves in the deer netting on all sides. And yet as I looked very, very closely at the little tree, there wasn't a mark there. There wasn't a small branch that was disturbed. It was unbelievable almost to me. How could this be? Took several pictures of it. My son came over later and he took several pictures. So we have thousands of words in the pictures that we took of this miraculous looking uh, escape from the damage from the falling tree. It It was absolutely amazing. So if the tree could have talked, if the tree could speak... Let me suggest this morning, this is something like what that tree would have said. The tree would have said to me, was there a storm? What storm was that? I'm not aware of any storm. I didn't see or sense any storm. The tree was standing there as straight, as tall, as undisturbed, inches, just inches away from the top of this fallen tree. It was an ash tree that fell. Not one branch was disturbed. It was an example of being safe in a storm. Safe in the storm. And there are storms that are coming. And there are storms that are visiting us now. Different kinds of storm. Societal storms, disturbances of all kinds. You are aware of them and so am I. But the lesson, one of the lessons that I saw so clearly is that there is safety and security from the storm. We need to just stay right in the place in Christ Jesus. We need to just settle right in, in, into Christ. We need to live in him and have our being in him, reside in him. He, he in us and, and we in him. And he is the place of safety and security. The second example that I'll share with you this morning is the example of the shed slash schoolhouse. Again, it it was there when we moved there 34 years ago. 25 years ago, I would say it would be about 25 years ago, a car drove in the driveway one afternoon and two elderly men got out of the car. I would say that they were Probably in their early 80s. This was about 25 years ago. And they said, um, you know, they said, we, uh, we, uh, that shed you have back there, we used to go to school. That was a schoolhouse, they said, which I already knew, but I didn't say what I knew. And they said, I wondered if we could go and have a look inside. I said, well, it doesn't look like a schoolhouse Inside now, but you're most welcome to come and look soon. So they did. They walked back with me and we went inside. They looked at the floor, they looked at the ceiling, they looked around on all sides. They were rem- reminiscing with each other. And they were saying, We used to sit here, I used to sit over about here. And the other one said, And I sat about here many years ago at the foot of the island, as we call it, the southern end of St. Joseph Island. They went to school in that building. That's a little bit of the history of this building. I want to ask you a question this morning. Just consider this question with me. Is procrastination a sin? What do you think? Do you ever tend to procrastinate? Do you ever tend to put off something? Do you ever have insight? Do you ever have illumination? Have you been given a quick... Uh, mind an insightful mind can you see things can you see into things do you have a, a sense of warning oftentimes that comes to you do you act on it immediately or do you put it off I must confess to you that sometimes I put it off now it could be a sin I'm not going to say it's always in every case but in some cases it may be a sin because the scripture says that a person that knows to do good and does not do it to him, it is sin. And sin in that context means that he has missed the mark here. He has come up short here. He's made a mistake here. It's not a good, it's not a good thing to know that you should do something and not do it. That's not good. Now, the Lord is so merciful to us. I want to share with you this morning that this storm and wind that visited us last Wednesday could be thought of a little bit like judgment. It finds weakness and it judges it. It acts on it every time. But it's not all judgment because there's mercy as well. I'm sharing uh, with you this morning a combination of judgment, that which illuminates and, and, and uncovers weakness and wrongdoing and things that should have been done but were not done. And it illuminates all of those things, but also we see mercy, the presence of mercy. And in the mercy of God, even when we know to do things and don't do them, and there are consequences for those. Always there are consequences. The consequences are not good. They're not blessings. They're the other kind of consequence. And God in his mercy will give us time to correct those things. He, he, He is so patient with us to give us time to correct. And this time to correct is an example of his mercy. His mercy extended to us. And I must tell you, at the corner of this shed slash schoolhouse over the last couple of years and several years has grown a large clump of poplar trees. They kind of grew out of a common root system, one big root. Several tall trees now have grown out over the last few years. This is not something just happened yesterday. It's taken a period of time. I must tell you that I looked at this very a short time ago on several occasions and said, there's a limb that's protruding right over top of the shed. That limb should come out of there. But the limb was not taken out of there. And so there it was, overhanging the corner of the shed-slash-schoolhouse. And when this violent storm came through last Wednesday, they all fell. The entire clump, everything fell. And I couldn't see right away exactly what all, all I could see is that all those trees had gone down. But I couldn't really see from the house the corner of the shed. And after everything subsided so that I could get out there, I went out immediately and I had to kind of claw myself, claw my way through the branches of this poplar tree. It was large, complex, growing from this common stump. And I found my way through to the end of the shed, and there wasn't a mark anywhere on the shed. And yet, one of the big branches that previously had been overhanging the shed was laying right up against the side but without causing any damage at all to the shed. None. I said, how could that be? Storm was accompanied by wind, very strong wind. Some suggested there was a tornado and funnel clouds were sighted on the island. This wind exposed failure. But the same wind that exposed the failure, on my part to remove that before, also saved the shed, it saved the former schoolhouse, the same wind, the same wind that exposed the, the, the weakness, saved the shed and the, the former schoolhouse. It saved it. And I said, how could it have done that? How could it have done that? I examined it very carefully. Over the past uh, number of weeks, we've had a significant amount of rain, The rain has softened the ground. My backyard is very soft. The root system was saturated with the rain that has fallen over the last several weeks. These uh, poplar trees did not break, the roots came right up out of the ground. And as the entire complex of poplar tree roots and all tipped towards the southeast, then the wind cleared the the trees, including the branch that was overhanging. It cleared it all away from the shed and allowed it to fall out towards the end of the shed. It shifted it all. Just the one branch brushing up against the end of the shed. And I was reminded of the passage of Scripture that says, in wrath, this again is referring back to... Habakkuk, in wrath, show mercy. The prayer for the Lord to revive his work at the end of the years. And then saying, in wrath, when there is a manifestation of your judgment, O Lord, show mercy. And I'm talking now about natural, a natural storm, natural wind. But the example of the wind acting both as a judgment and also showing mercy. It was so obvious to me that I just was amazed. And I still am. I'm amazed. I took many pictures because I lack the words to fully describe it all. But let me say that there are lessons that we need to learn here. All of us need to learn. The future storms may not forgive continued negligence. One of the things that I sensed within myself very strongly was, don't take this as a license to be negligent. Take this as my great concern and care for you. But I'm showing you something here. I want you to take this to heart. I want you to realize that there are things that you see coming. There are things that you're keenness that I've given you allows you to be aware of. You have excellent awareness, and that's a gift from me. But I do not want you to be presumptuous with that. I've given you examples, ample examples here on this day, this Wednesday. I've given you many examples of how I can protect and preserve and keep you in the midst of the storm. But there are things that you need to do, and those things that you need to do in advance of the storms that are coming. Now I speak about different kinds of storms. You must not mean negligence, you must not procrastinate on those things. Don't presume that your omissions will be compensated for in the future. And now you need to ask for insight and wisdom. And I'll share this with all of you this morning, and I'm going to say this is something that we all should do, we need to do, and we need to ask the Lord for insight and wisdom, and we must walk quickly in step with it as he gives us insight and as he gives us wisdom. We must walk quickly in step and in sync with it as he gives it. For example, if you are in business and you hire people to work for you, then ask for his insight and his wisdom in this uh, decision-making process and walk quickly and step with the wisdom he gives you. Don't just rely on your own impressions. Don't rely on your own opinions of things. Ask, for, ask the Lord for his wisdom and his insight And as he gives it to you specifically, then walk quickly in step with it. This applies to friendships. Be very careful about the kinds of close friendships that you develop and with whom you develop them. You must seek his wisdom and guidance in these matters and walk in step quickly with what he shows you to do. No place is this more important than in the area of dating, especially in the area of marriages. I visited uh, on Thursday, the day following this uh, great storm that went through, I visited with a relative of mine. We were exchanging accounts of our experiences on the previous day, and I'd shared a little bit of him, uh, with him briefly about what I'm sharing with you this morning. And I said to him, I confessed to him, I said, you know, sometimes I have a tendency to procrastinate a little bit and put Put things off, and I could really see that uh, that's not a good thing. That's not a good thing. Can't continue to do that. I said, "What about you?" I said, "Do you have an issue with that at all?" Oh, he said, "No." He said, "I'm I'm just the other way." He said, "He said if I have something in front of me that needs to be done, like he said, it's yesterday. I I I I, I do it yesterday." He said. <laughs> I said, well, good for you. Whatever you do, I said, don't change. You keep that, and you keep acting on that. I found his answer to me to be just refreshing. I was so happy to hear it. Now, I'm going to, I'm going to come to a conclusion this morning. Keep this brief today. I believe that the um, message here is clear. Uh, clear for all of us to see and understand. That in the in life there are many circumstances that are, that arrive that come, sometimes very unexpectedly, and yet there are learning experiences in those in those times. Sometimes they are frightful. Sometimes they are very damaging for a lot of people, but there are lessons to be learned. And I believe we must really stress this morning, stress strongly this morning, the lessons that the Lord has given each of us to learn already. We must be quick, learn- quick learners, but especially eager to apply what we have learned and not lag behind. Because there are times, in the times that are coming, they may not be as forgiving of our procrastinations as we have experienced in the past. We thank the Lord for the fact that He is a judge, and He judges righteously. But we also thank Him for His mercy. But we must never presume upon His mercy. As I conclude this morning, I'm opening again my Bible to Proverbs, uh, the fourth chapter, Proverbs 4 and verse 1. And I'm going to read this with you this morning. Please open your Bible with me and follow along as I read. Hear, O sons, the instruction of a father, and give attention that you may gain understanding. For I give you sound teaching. Do not abandon my instruction. When I was a son to my father, tender and the only son in the sight of my mother, then he taught me and said to me, let your heart hold fast my words, keep my commandments, and live. Acquire wisdom. Acquire understanding. Do not forget nor turn away from the words of my mouth. Do not forsake her, and she will guard you. Love her, and she will watch over you. The beginning of wisdom is, acquire wisdom, and with all your acquiring, get understanding. Prize her, and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. She will place on your head a garland of grace. She will present you with a crown of beauty. Hear, my son, and accept my sayings, and the years of your life will be many. I have directed you in the way of wisdom. I have led you in upright paths. When you walk, your steps will not be impeded, and if you run you will not stumble. Take hold of instructions. Do not let go. Guard her, for she is your life. Do not enter the path of the wicked and do not proceed in the way of evil men. Avoid it. Do not pass by it. Turn away from it and pass on. For they cannot sleep unless they do evil, and they are robbed of sleep unless they make someone stumble. For they eat the bread of wickedness and drink the wine of violence. But the path of the righteous is like the light of dawn that shines brighter and brighter until the full day. The way of the wicked is like darkness. They do not know for what they stumble. My son, give attention to my words. Incline your ear to my sayings. Do not let them depart from your sight. Keep them in the midst of your heart, for they are life to those who find them and health to all their body. Watch over your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Put away from you a deceitful mouth and put devious speech far from you. Let your eyes look directly ahead and let your gaze be fixed straight in front of you. Watch the path of your feet and all your ways will be established. Do not turn to the right nor to the left. Turn your foot from evil. And I don't usually close with these words, but I am led to do so this morning. And here they are. This is the word of the Lord. The music this morning at the opening is Only in God by Wendy and Mary, and this is from their album The Wind Came Singing. And at the closing this morning, It is God Will Make a Way. And this is presented to us this morning by Totally Providence from their album called Providence.
0: in ways we cannot see and he